and welcome, folks, to Definitive Cinema. I am Chris Peterson, one-third of your hosting team. I am really excited about this week's episode because, quite frankly, it's a topic that I have not really been able to discuss at all over the past year, pretty much, and really excited to talk about it. We are talking about sports, more specifically basketball this week, because in the news, if you, in case you haven't seen it, uh, the NBA is returning at the end of J- July, July 30th to be exact. Uh, and I, for one, cannot wait. I am a huge NBA fan, and I know my two co-hosts with me this week are definitely NBA fans. So this week I thought, what perfect timing to talk about what is the definitive basketball movie. Buddy. How far? Ten feet. Ten feet. I think you'll find it's the exact same measurements as our gym back in Hickory. Joining me to my virtual left is our chief film critic, Mr. Ken Jones. How are you? I know everything there is to know about the greatest game ever invented. What is that from? Oh, come on. I, I, I can't. I don't. I, I can't remember the quote. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. Okay, well, never mind. And to my virtual right is Mr. Greg Earhart. How are you, sir? I think you'll find this podcast has the exact same measurements as the podcast uh, recorded back in uh, See, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I knew that one. So, uh, gentlemen, I'm glad to have you with me on this podcast this week uh, because I know both of you are intense, intense NBA basketball fans. Um, so, Ken, tell us about your, obviously, your fandom uh, of the Celtics and and also, I guess, you, just your overall thought on I guess the the state of the basketball film. How do you think it's been treated? The game has been treated uh, in film overall. Oh man, uh, I've been a Celtics fan since I was a kid. I mean, I you know, like everybody, I was a fan of the Bulls and and Jordan in the '90s, except for you know, like Greg and other Knicks fans probably. But uh, yeah, no, I've always enjoyed the Celtics. Uh, they're the quote unquote home team, even though I'm not from. Massachusetts, uh, really excited to see him coming back. Uh, I love the uh, young talent that they got with Tatum, Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm happy to have the game back. It's been a weird couple of months, and you know, with everything being kind of come to a grinding halt, and it's uh, still going to be a few more weeks. Hopefully, they get through everything and get them into the bubble in Disney World uh, down in Orlando. But uh, with basketball movies um yeah i don't know like i i think that uh there's obviously there's been a lot of them like most sports movies but uh you know some of them obviously there's i think there's you know like a handful that are really good um a pretty wide class of like mediocre movies and then you know even some of those are a little memorable but there's also like a lot of you know, not so quality ones either, unfortunately. It's really um, had its ebbs and flows. Like it's yeah. Not really I'd also say like, it. I'd also say like Greg and I were kind of talking about this a little bit before the podcast started. Um, while we were waiting f- for you to hop on, like the, the the actual basketball play in basketball movies is sometimes surprisingly not good. <laughs> 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 and, and it's one of those things where it's like you you kind of notice like when someone's not an athlete um in in that sport like this is uh, baseball but like 
Um, you can tell that like uh, Tim Robbins in Bull Durham like, is not a pitcher. Right. Right. You know, like it's that kind of a that kind of thing. Well, look, like, you bring you up just an interesting kind of point. Some people. Exactly. And so, Greg, because Ken just brought up an interesting point. Do you think basketball is one of those sports where actors, like, I guess, like, pride themselves too much that they know they have the skill set to make it look good in movies, so to speak? Yeah, I mean, I, we we see this in other genres. I mean, for example, like Hollywood, when when they make movie musicals, they kind of cast the actor first and kind of hope they sing, you know, later. But they worry about the star power first, you know, mm-hmm. and then kind of train them to sing or teach them or auto tune them, you know, to sing. And same thing with basketball. I think authenticity in in movies in general has only become a thing really in the last ten fifteen years or so. You know, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, it was really more about whether they're a movie star and whether they had the right look and, you know, and figure they would just teach a basketball or they could fake it enough to, to pull it off. But it wasn't really basketball that was the selling point of a lot of these movies. It was mm. other themes going on in the movie or it was a comedy. Usually I mean, most of these <laughs> basketball movies are comedies. I won't say but I mean, quite a significant share of them. So, you know, as Hollywood, it wasn't really the interest. It was just sort of, you know, um, the selling point, you know, to the audience. Hey, like basketball. Let's see a movie that either makes fun of basketball or <clears throat> or just, you know, tells an underdog story. Yeah, that we could all root for. Yeah, the other think, thing, ahead, sorry. The other thing I'd say, like, some of the, the earlier movies uh, had, like, actual NBA stars in them. So that, that kind of, they cast them to kind of compensate for the fact that, uh, you know, most of the cast wasn't, uh, you know, NBA size or skill. So you have like movies like the well, fish that saved Pittsburgh and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right. To that point, because they didn't want to, or didn't feel like they could train the actors in basketball. So they just brought mm-hmm. in basketball players, which is by the way, what I think they should be doing more on musicals, movie musicals is just bring in Broadway singers. <laughs> they already can act. I'm all know? for that. So, <laughs> right. Right, Absolutely. they really start doing that instead of having Hugh Jackman come in for the 80th time to, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sing in there. But I think it's interesting. Uh, as I was looking at all these movies and I was kind of going through all the ones that I, I I'd seen, um, I I couldn't help but notice that the basketball movie it feels like it's almost become. I don't know, I don't know necessarily how to say this, but like for for a black actor, it's like like a rite of passage almost almost it feels like it it's like a lot of these big black actors you know that we know today uh or from the 90s and before it feels like they all kind of had their 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 basketball movie and i and i i think it's great that if there's a if there's an opportunity for anybody for any race uh to have a lead in something yes but at the same time is it is it perpetuating a stereotype, so to speak? You know, like, yeah, I mean, maybe like, people in kung fu films. You know what I'm maybe, saying? Well, yeah, but maybe like you know, it's, it's the I hate to say this, um, but it's like it's it's the um, black athlete equivalent of like the scream queen in horror movies. Maybe I don't. I don't. That's a good point. I don't know. Just yeah. like if you need something. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Hollywood just feels like it needs something as like a theater system kind of. Uh, spotlight um and that's the that's the genre and um delivery vehicle that they settled on for lack of a better term yeah it's an interesting point point. well will smith never had a basketball movie right um i don't think so um i don't think he's ever done a sports movie other than concussion 
Well, Ali. He, he did, oh, Ali. I well, oh. yeah, and he did that golf movie, right? Uh, Bagger Vance. Oh, Bagger. Well, right. yeah. <laughs> that movie. That movie's a little problematic, but yeah. Eddie Murphy never did a basketball movie, right? No. Yeah. Mm. Morgan Freeman never coach. He was never a coach <laughs> or basketball star. No, he was just a principal. <laughs> right. But yeah, think, it just seems like so I think there are some examples. I mean, there there's are some, some examples. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting to say the least. It's a, it, it, it is the other thing too. It's kind of interesting. Like the 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 movies, basketball movies that are focused on the player and the ones that are focused on the coach. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah we we'll get like, to some of those. I think like yeah. a subgenre almost. And and I was about to say, and also how basketball is just is sometimes just the either occupation or I guess setting for a larger or different story a la mm-hmm. something like above the rim, you know, so to speak, or yeah. uh, the basketball diaries, you know, stuff like that. So um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's one of those interesting sports that I feel like you can have it there, but it doesn't necessarily have to be a basketball centric movie as opposed to a baseball or football in some in situations, but um, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So what we like to do on this podcast is basically make our picks for the definitive example for whatever the subject is for this week. So being a basketball movie, we basically use a scenario that if you were talking to someone who either had no idea what basketball was or never heard of the sport or whatever it was, you could sit them down and show them this movie and they would get a good idea for either the sport or how Hollywood you know, views the sport or whatever it may be. Or if aliens landed on the planet and you needed to show them a basketball movie, this would be the one you would pick. I, so, I feel like that's getting way too close to Space Jam. Well, like, let's, I mean, literally, aliens land so, on Earth and basketball. It's so, like, literally, like eighty percent of the way there. Eighty percent of the way there. I mean, there it is. So, uh, what we like to anyways. do is this way, none of us are cheating on our picks uh, and change it at the last second just to drum up you know, interesting conversation. At the count of three, all three of us are going to just basically just shout out what our picks were, and then we'll break them down one by one. All right. I think so we're gonna get over. I think we're gonna get overlapped this time for the first time. Oh, okay. We'll see. Okay. On the count of three, gentlemen. One, two, three. Hoosiers. Space Jam. Yep. Whoa. Go. Hey, you said yours there last, Chris. I I literally said it as like the words were coming out. I oh, swear to God. That was my pick. On you. That was my pick all along. Uh, so. Space Jam. Space Jam. Guys, really? I will make the kid. Do you want me to go first and I pick the different one? Actually, yes. Okay. I would really like to hear this. So, I, 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 yeah, honest to God, I sat down and I said to myself, I, I actually took, because we mentioned it, that you know it's 80% of the argument of if aliens landed on the planet and you need to see an example of basketball, I would literally show them themselves in a movie <laughs> learning about the game of basketball. Okay? It's that is almost, a terrible excuse. That is a terrible excuse. So I said, I'm going to take that and I'm going to throw it out. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that as the scenario. I need to show someone who's never seen the game of basketball or doesn't know anything about basketball. I will sit them down and show them Space Jam. The reason being is, first and foremost... You're taking the greatest basketball player of all time in a movie uh, about basketball. The movie is a celebration of the sport, if you will. Uh, even as preposterous as the plot line is, and it is a preposterous plot line where uh, aliens, in order to fund a theme park, basically steal the abilities of NBA players. Uh, and and, then and who, are those, who are those NBA players, Chris? 
Uh, so there's Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Sean Bradley, Muggsy uh, Bogues, Muggsy Bogues, and uh, that's Larry it, right? Johnson. Oh, Larry Johnson. Larry yeah. Johnson. So anyway, um, what so I you like, want aliens to see Sean Bradley. That's, I, that's, where I, that's I mean, exactly probably, where I was going. Yeah. They probably could relate. They could, I mean, depending upon how the aliens look. Um, my okay. point is, I think the I think the movie is is a celebration of the sport. It actually, in a very cartoonish way, somewhat. I mean, there's a game that takes place. Um, you you understand basically what the essentials of the game are without getting too technical, like uh, some some other movies do with you know uh, plays and rules and things like that. You're just basically watching the sport itself, and you're watching the greatest person to ever play the game do it in a way so that's my pick that's why i went with it and plus also you've got looney tunes characters do, in there, which are fantastic but there it is do you think uh the movie accurately describes basketball in a cartoonish <laughs> way in the game yes the answer is still no in a cartoon no. in a cartoonish listen, way <laughs> listen i also feel like a game that uh you know, is is predominantly played by black athletes, having the you know the definitive example of what <laughs> the basketball game is by the greatest athlete to ever play, who happens to be black. See, this is you're playing. So you're playing the race card just because I'm not you playing have the weakest race. argument. I'm saying and we have the aliens are not black. Hoosiers. Yeah, the, yeah, the it, aliens are not black. By the way, is just, uh, is Space Jam the best basketball movie ever? No. Do I feel it? It should be the definitive example. To be to be given to someone who's never seen the game, Ooh. absolutely. As opposed to the way the game was played in the 1950s, which is where <laughs> I will you guys up. Uh, well, you're already getting to the rebuttal. We haven't even presented our argument yet, but yeah, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, please. <laughs> and then I will rebut. Go ahead. So, Greg, I'll let you. I'll let you go first. Go uh, ahead. Okay. So, uh, I feel like we're we're doing movie court, uh, which is yeah. another brilliant podcast. You should all check out the Onstage Blog uh, Podcast Network. Um, it's, actually, it's actually not there anymore. Well, you can find you can still find it on Spotify, right? Um, <laughs> so, it, it, for there are a few qualities that are crucial to a basketball movie, as sort of as, as we understand it. One is basketball as a team game. Uh-huh. Two is the underdog story, and that's really mm-hmm. perfectly well presented in basketball. Three is coach as a, as a motivator, as a motivator of men slash women. So the key yep. aspect to basketball is. Yeah, the coach, um, you know, has these great motivational sayings. They do these tactics in practice or in games that really shows the team what team is all about versus individual or you know various kind of various other things. And Hoosiers is really out of those elements. Hoosiers is really the total package of those three elements. Um, yeah, and it's really the best representation movie of the t- of the underdog team sport. That really kind of demonstrates. Now, again, it is old school, and there are some things that have not aged well. I do, I do grant that. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, representing um, basketball's poetry in motion and understanding coming together as a team and showing what is important in basketball, what comes down to free throws and just unbelievable lights out shooting by Jimmy Sh- fundamentals. Um, you know, that's I, I think. I, uh, to be honest, I don't think there's a perfect definitive, uh, perfect choice for this, but I think the Hoosiers uh, checks in most categories. I agree. Um, I think it, uh, I, I like the way it captures the whole, um, how in some states and towns, 
how how sports can be like a way of life for them, like football in Texas, like this is basketball in Indiana, uh, kind of it captures that. Uh, like Greg said, it, it captures the team concept and and working on the fundamentals, um, putting in the hard work. Like I love how when he starts practicing, like I don't even think think they touch a basketball for like the first like however many practices. Like it's all like it's all about something else and and, and mm-hmm. getting other stuff down. Um, and again, like you said, teaches the uh, the, the fundamentals. Um, and I also think it captures like the unique dynamic of the sport, like basketball. Like, I, it's a team sport, but you also you can have this like one transcendent player that can change the game for you. But you still need him to work in concert with the other guys on the team. Like you can't have that guy be a ball hog. Like everybody else has to buy in. Like you hear coaches and athletes or, or players say that the ball has energy. And, and so, like everybody needs to be touching it and be involved in the, in the offense and and you know be moving on a uh, on a string on defense and all this stuff and and um, and Hoosiers like really captures that because like the, the coach puts in the the fundamentals and gets everybody to buy into the system and he also it that also um, you know has that dynamic of Jimmy Chitwood being the the clutch shooter and prolific scorer and everything yeah so everything just comes he- together. Yeah, and just speaking from a pure movie standpoint, you have you have a great performance from Gene Hackman, you know, mm. and that's better than any performance you're gonna find in Space Jam, you know. Um, yeah, you also ridiculous. Have good... <laughs> yeah, Dennis <laughs> okay. Hopper also is Dennis you know, Hopper, Dennis which was well. my opening quote. I know everything there is to know about the greatest game ever invented. <laughs> right. So you know, when you're showing this to aliens, you also you get to show them two two very good performances uh, in there, and and just really just to cap this off, I'll just say that. Hoosiers is the definitive definitive basketball cinema because that's what I believe, and I can tell you this, Chris. I don't care whether you record this podcast or not. What's that quote from? Hoosiers, Hoosiers. <laughs> come on. Well, here's my rebuttal. But, well, hold on. The other thing too, like it shows the universality of the game. Like that scene that Greg referenced at the beginning with his opening quote, where he goes and measures the the rim. And they measure the court. Like the game is still the game. It doesn't matter what stage it's on. It's still the game. And that's that's the thing about Hoosiers that makes it universal. Whether it's a bunch of, you know, small town white guys playing in the 1950s or if it's, you know, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes playing uh, in L.A. and White Man Can't Jump in the in the early 90s. Like the game's still the game. All right. So here's my rebuttal of why Hoosiers is preposterous. Um, so it's based on a true story. <laughs> it's loosely it's based on a true story. Call it preposterous. <laughs> if you look at the actual truth versus the, of the movie, <laughs> it's very elusive. It's a very loose yeah, basis. Get, just, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. I want to hear this rebuttal. Yeah, please. Yeah. First of all, gentlemen, congratulations on picking a movie that depicts the game that basically it's not even played that way anymore. Uh, oh, in, but in Space Jam is yeah. So Space Jam is actually, here's the deal. You know, here's the deal. I, I might as well. Yes. I might as well have oh, shown uh, Legend of Bagger Vance to be the definitive golf movie. If that's if that's what you're going for. So you showed you basically picked a movie which depicts the game, which is basically foreign. And if it was played that way today, they would get their butts kicked by every team uh, in college or the NBA. That's number one. It's not, it's number, two, number, two, <laughs> number two. Number two. Number two. It's preposterous because uh, Norman Dale is the most irresponsible 
coach of all time. First of all, he would have been fired from his job for, for everything that he does in this movie. I mean, the fact that he got ejected by the fact that he brings the town alcoholic uh, as an assistant coach uh, on the team, very problematic. He gave him a second chance. Very problematic, right. sir. Very problematic. Um, and then finally, the Barbara Hershey subplot is ludicrous. That mo- that she is ludicrous in this movie. The fact that she starts out as a strong, independently willed woman who then falls for Gene Hackman for no reason whatsoever uh, is is preposterous. But that's not has nothing to do with basketball. It's just a preposterous storyline. Anyway, well, it gets it gets but, the, but it, space like Jam. I said, but Space, but space Jam, Jam is totally realistic story. But Space yes. Jam stars not preposterous the, at all. Not preposterous at all. And by the way, if you're showing it to aliens, they would love it. Anyway. Um, and I'm bringing it, back my alien argument into that. The fact that it I, gets Hoosiers gets again the, the small town Chris. thing where where the sport rules the town. Jimmy says, "I play, coach stays." He goes, "I go." What? Wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, what? What? You lost me there. Anyway, Chris, the aliens lose. Do you think you're going to show a movie to the aliens where they lose and they're going to be they, happy about it? They do just fine. They. <laughs> And you know what? It's an underdog story. So there you go. If you guys love underdog stories. It's an underdog story with the greatest it, player that ever played the game of basketball. Exactly. Going up against the monsters. Against, against cartoon aliens. And you know what? By the way, I don't see a sequel to Hoosiers being made. I see a sequel to Space Jam. So I rest my case. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, gentlemen. I'm sorry, bro. Let's do this. So what we like to do is we like to also say what are our best, what we feel is the best example of the subject and the worst example of the subject. So can we put up a poll, by the way, to say what's more definitive uh, Hoosiers or space. Listen, I said, I recommended (laughs) that we put up a poll and you shot that idea down. All of a sudden you want to put up a poll (laughs) anyway. All right, Greg. So defensive. What just happened? Ken? So defensive. (laughs) All right, Greg, give us your best for basketball and your worst for basketball. So my best is not is not who is not Hoosiers. Whoa! Uh, yeah, no, it is. Uh, I have He Got Game. That's the best mm, basketball yeah, movie. It's a good movie. It's a good one. A, um, it's got. I think it, it works because I think one Denzel and Ray Allen are amazing in it. I think they're both they're both really good too. It's also a movie not just about basketball. It's about things other than basketball. Obviously, you know the mm. father son dynamic is really is really important. And three is um, the final basketball scene's awesome, <laughs> you know. Especially and it's an actual you, game. Yeah, it's an and that's right. It's an actual game, and it didn't go as the director planned, but he felt he had the uh, he knew that to use it anyway, and uh, it really works. It's very it's very tense. I did not put it as a definitive only because again the basketball that's really shown there is really one on one. I just didn't think it captured the team game of it. I think it talked about. Issues related to basketball, um, but it's really Hoosiers is really much more of a basketball movie than than he got game, and really more about the team game. Mm, uh, so that's yeah, that's that's why. It, so he got game uh, for me, and it's also a little bit. Um, uh, you can cut this part out. Never mind. Uh, my worst movie, uh, very close. There are some very bad mm. basketball movies out there. Uh, I'm gonna go with Slam Dunk Ernest as the uh, worst uh, basketball movie. <laughs> That, it's that just, I've never started, seen it, but it sounds I'll be like honest. It. I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, yeah, it stars Kareem wow. Abdul Jabbar as well. I think he Ooh. plays a type of angel uh, that appears and gives Ernest uh, basketball powers, if I if I recall correctly. Mm. And uh, it's cl- I, I have another one that's almost close. I'll wait to see if either one of you pick it. I'll bring it up later. But uh, that's my pick for worst. Uh, Ken, why don't you give us your best and worst? Uh, 
I, I might go with he got game two. Um, just be, again, like maybe for no other reason, the fact that the actual basketball in the movie is played by an actual basketball player and the game at the end is, is like a genuine game. It's like, just like, like space jam. Like Greg said, powering through, <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it didn't go according to the script. They actually played Denzel versus Ray Allen and, and, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, so, well, just the the Denzel Ray just dynamic and the yeah. dialogue, just you know the. I mean, again, it's a movie that goes above basketball, you know, and it's just it's just a very powerful. Yeah. And then there's uh, like the other, like when he's younger too, and you know, like his dad like throws the ball and everything, and it's just it's yeah, good stuff. Um, <laughs> worst movie, uh, I'll be honest, like I haven't seen a lot of bad basketball movies. I, I avoid them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I was gonna say, say I thought you thought all the basketball movies are good. I'll, I'll say uh, I'll say the air up there with with Kevin Bacon. Mm. Uh, I saw that in the mid '90s when it came out, uh, and I was just kind of bored by it. So, yeah, there you, there you go. go. Good Actually, stuff. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know the worst movie. The worst movie I've ever seen is Space Jam. Sorry, that's, that's... wow. <laughs> Fighting words. Um, <clears throat> all right. So for my best. Um, movie. Uh, I picked Hoosiers, so there you go. Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> what? It, you know, it really is. It really is the best basketball movie. You know why? Because I, I can't. It I, shows. It shows how the game is supposed to be played. It shows that it's a team sport. Um, the underdog story. How it shows you're that you're a terrible these towns team. that are built around one team. <laughs> Uh, and coaching fundamentals. I mean, really, and, and redemption stories. I mean, Dennis Hopper's character is given a second chance in the movie. What better lessons uh, than that? And and as as Ken said earlier, uh, you know, when Jimmy Chitwood says, like, you know, hey, I I, I think I'm going to play again. I you know I got to play if it, you know I'll stay I'll play if Coach stays. <laughs> there you go. So. I hope the audience um, is taking note of this. Chris, I, you know this, what? This is shamelessness. Greg it is, really is. Greg, Greg is so right now apoplectic, but you know what? I respect that. <laughs> I respect the move. <laughs> I respect your, I respect the move. Well, well played, sir. Well played. Uh, as for the worst movie, um, this is a movie I saw on cable one time uh, and, and honestly could not stop watching it because it was so bad. Uh, Joanna Man. If you've never seen Joanna Man, please don't. Uh, it is... It is the example of the preposterous trope that men need to somehow inhabit women's perspective or or dress like a woman to therefore know what it feels like to go through life or the plight of a woman, so to speak, in some form or another. So uh, it's it is basically Tootsie for the it's WMA. To- yes, thank you. It's Tootsie for the WMA. It is so insulting. Um it, it was definitely a product of when it, of its time. It definitely career killed the careers of everybody involved with it. Mm. So um, take take that for what you will. But uh, it is awful. So yeah, that that gets my worst uh, for the for basketball. So there we, you go. We can't get through this podcast without also mentioning you know white man can't jump. It it was my number two. Okay, I, good. I honestly I when I sat down I started listing off like my my top five. He got game. Um, was there obviously uh, white man can't jump, which is fantastic. It's and we hilarious. should also point out that Wesley Snipes doesn't know how to play basketball. <laughs> exactly. Or yeah, swing we... a baseball bat. Or they, yeah, it's true. Or yeah. swing a baseball bat. I mean, yeah. he is—he's a Shakespearean trained actor. I mean, he went—you know, 
what, what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Greg, you're about to say something. Yeah. Just, uh, call, just shout out to above the rim. Uh, if anyone has mm. not seen it, yep. it's also a very good movie. Tupac Shakur at his acting finest, uh, in that movie and love and basketball. Also give, also love give and that basketball. Like yes. That's a, that's a rom. That's like a rated movie. Yeah. I actually, I was going to say rom-com. It's not a com. It's just a rom. It's like a romantic yeah. movie combined with basketball. Very underrated. Yeah. Very underrated. Uh, it's a good Very basketball good. movie and a good romance and a good romance movie. Yep. Uh, check it out. I agree. And I'd be also remiss if I didn't say that I was doing this podcast episode under protest because uh, the best basketball movie is really Hoop Dreams. Boop. So. No, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the end of it. Apparently, we can't use documentaries <laughs> because they're not yeah. real movies. No, and everybody knows that the best documentary for for basketball was. LeBron won more than a game. So let's just get that out of the way. Uh, Anyway. uh, (laughs) But no, actually, surprisingly, what also made my list uh, for the top five there uh, was blue chips. But I didn't, I felt like that had more to do with the coaching of like the NCAA coaching. Yeah. I guess atmosphere than Mm. the actual game itself. So I don't know if I, if I showed that movie to someone who didn't know about basketball, they might be confused about what I was showing them. I don't know. That's why I right. felt. Yeah, plus Nick Nolte. I don't know. I'm afraid of featuring any movie that stars him prominently in any best of list. So that's just that's me. true. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, gentlemen, this was great. Obviously, you know, this was the first episode where we had some overlap, little battles going on. But um, yeah, I think we all made made our points very clear. So I, I'm proud of this episode. I really am. Um, and I can't wait for the NBA to start up again in yeah. whatever whatever form it may be. I'll take it. I'll um, take it there. Ken, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, I'm good. That's it. <laughs> okay. Greg, I didn't have you? anything set up. Sorry. That's all right. Greg. I didn't have a quote. Like, I'm have, sure Greg has a cool quote right now. Please, Greg, what do you got? Chris, you get that hatred out of your heart, or you'll end up just like Scott Rudin. Wait, what's that from? <laughs> he got game. It's he got game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is going to be a running Jesus. thing for us. Every Jesus. week, no, Jake, Jake, it's not Jesus, it's Jake. <laughs> every every week, whenever Greg says this quote, I'm going to be like, "What's that from?" <laughs> it's going to be the running thing for this podcast. I promise. Um, <laughs> well, folks, you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts on the Onstage Blog Podcast Network at onstageblog.com. This podcast is also officially on Spotify. And you can also watch it on YouTube. Yes, that is actually something that we're doing right now. So you can actually go to YouTube right now and actually watch the podcast. Um, there's really nothing to see. It's basically a thumbnail. You're really just Image. listening to it on YouTube. You're just listening to it on YouTube. But hey, it's an easy, sometimes it's yeah, easier. Exactly. Right there on the desk. Why not? Um, and then obviously like next week, we're going to be coming at you with a brand new episode uh, where we'll talk about something else. Who knows? We, we, you know, We'll see what this season um comes up with in terms of what topics we talk about but we're i'm really excited about the future of this podcast thank you for listening and oh yes one more thing we will soon be on apple podcasts as well so please 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 subscribe like rate us because it always helps our algorithms um and things like that but ken greg thank you so much and we will see you folks right here next week on definitive cinema